You're listening to The Doug Haldeman Show, Mortgage and Real Estate Talk. Here's your host, mortgage expert and consumer advocate, Doug Haldeman. Welcome back to the show. I am rejoined by my co-host, Tammy Haldeman. Welcome back, Tammy. It's good to be here. It sounds kind of weird to come into a segment about adversity, (laughs) but I think the focus is overcoming that financial adversity is what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, because we could talk about all types of adversity that we go through, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty broad. And how do you recover from it and the crisis management that goes along with it. But let's focus because, you know, the theme of our show is being smart with your money Mm -hmm. and overcoming financial adversity. Let's talk about that because, you know, when you're talking about overcoming adversity, this could be, it could be a job loss. It could be a divorce. Tammy, you and I have both been through, we've been through job losses. We've been through divorces. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be custody fights. It could be you know, an illness. Mm-hmm. Um, later, uh, you know, later in the show, we have Brian Kelsey coming on and he fought through cancer right. um, to overcome adversity. Right. It could be just massive debt that you built up. Um, all of those things can create a lot of extra stress in your life. That's it's true. I mean, and the list could go on and on and on for people for sure about that. So one of the things that we kind of talk about is I'll say habit or you call it human muscle. It's um, tearing down that muscle to rebuild and repair that stronger. So when you're working out, in order for for that muscle to get stronger, you have to break it down. Right. right? It actually tears the muscles, right. you know, slight little tears in the muscles mm-hmm. to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what has to happen in this situation, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, the, there's a whole bunch of cliche little things in life that we hear, but you know, you have one that you like to use, and that's the cat on the stove. <laughs> yeah, that when a cat sits on a hot stove, it's not going to sit on any stove in the future, hot or cold. Mm-hmm. And and you have to watch out because there's a mental effect that happens with that. So when when somebody, um, you know, let's say that they make a bad investment and it costs them a bunch of money, well, now all of a sudden they never want to invest again. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the people that I I come around come in contact with on this particular subject is that there's a lot of shame wrapped around and fear wrapped around money and the adversity of, of that, where they, where they are now in their life. And so then all of a sudden what starts happening is they've created a belief system that they're not good enough or worthy enough. They feel helpless and hopeless. It's not, you know, and we can, go through those a little bit to, to define that a little bit. But I think, you know, worth worthiness is just, you're not good enough. Yeah, I, can't, I, think, I can't overcome this. I don't deserve it. I think that for us to talk about overcoming adversity, we have to talk about, we really have to start with the belief system mm-hmm. that where does that come from? The belief mm-hmm. system. So first thinking about your limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. because there's, right. there's three main types of limiting beliefs. What's the first one, Tammy? Um, it's actually hopelessness that it, it won't happen for me. Um, not trying. This there's is no use trying. It, it, there's no use trying. This is for other people. I'm. I've been born in this in this lot in life. I've heard people say that my family, my parents are not rich, so I'm not going to be rich. Well, or I'm, whatever, whatever rich means to you. Yeah, you and know? when somebody's down because mm-hmm. of yeah, they're in they're facing this adversity. They have a lot of fear. The second limiting belief is helplessness. Mm-hmm. Is I right. can't do it. Right. I just I just can't. They don't can, feel like they have the tools to to come out of adversity, and that's where you get mentors to help you identify that belief system there. So. And the the mm-hmm. third limiting belief, Tammy, is 
worthlessness or not not feeling worthy worthy of something and that I'm one not worthy i think of wayne's world <laughs> i honestly think that's the one that i come across most yeah the i'm not good enough or i'm yeah. i am not enough is an underlying belief for almost everybody out there to a certain mm-hmm. degree in, in some area of our life we don't feel like we're enough right right so, so trying to overcome that so under you know you ever wonder why you have irrational doubts mm-hmm. or fears or you know, inhibitions to some sort of harmless activity you know, because once a belief is installed you can only see the world through that prism right right and and my um and i and i'm i think my ex would be fine with me sharing this i hope he is he'll forgive me i guess <laughs> um after the divorce, you know, or well, when we were going through the process, the there's people in his life that were telling him that I was going to show up a certain way and that I wasn't going to be fair. And I just, I sat him down and I looked in his eyes and I said, listen, is that really who I am? Because if he would have stayed with that limiting belief, that fear of something, he was going to be without something and thought I was going to be this evil Cruella de Vil person, then it's very possible he would have experienced that. But because I looked at him and I said, listen, that's not who I am. This is, we're just at an adult position in our life to make a different choice. And that's, and that's because of that, that helped us get on a road to overcome the adversity. Yeah. And I, I, one of the other things I see with that is like after a divorce, a lot of men, because they're paying out, paying out child support, um, sometimes they're paying out maintenance. Mm-hmm. They psychologically hold their income down. They don't want to make any money because they're afraid they're just going to have to give it to their ex. Yeah, definitely. So I that's, that's part that. of the belief system that has to get overcome. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into some of the tactical strategies, Tammy. And in case you just joined us, you're listening to Doug Haldeman Show on FM News Talk 97.1. We're talking about overcoming financial adversity mm-hmm. and crisis management and some of the rules for financial recovery. And and I think it's important here that I go ahead and tell a story of my personal situation so people understand it. So you, I, you know, I, I grew up, grew up really poor, and to me, success was going to be having a big house and you know, fancy cars. I thought that was going to be success. So I did that. I bought the million-dollar home. Uh, I had an Escalade. I had a Lexus. I had you know, what I thought were all these material possessions that was going to be success. What well, wasn't. It wasn't. And so when the economy started to go down, I was spending more money than I was making for several years. And the way out of those situations is not always pretty because even when you know, even when you know you're in that situation, backing out of it isn't easy because now all of a sudden, if you don't have any equity, like you're going to have to sell that house if you can, if the market's not going to cooperate, then you may not even be able to. Mm-hmm. So you're in the situation where how do you get out of it? And that's really what I want to help people through is you know, there's a few rules for financial recovery that I've, that I've developed over time and I think are important. So my first rule is remember that it's just a game. And when I say remember that it's just a game, what I mean by that is it helps you detach from the emotion that gets involved with all of those things that you may have to give up. And, mm-hmm. and remember, it's just a game. Meaning credit is just a game. Um, finances are just a game, and the more you can just think of it as a game, you can enjoy playing the game. Right, and I think part of being masterful, and we we have Doug and I have this languaging, <laughs> and once you once you get to know us, you would you would know know that when we say being masterful is just really being able to identify 
what that game is and not falling for the emotions tied to it. And I think that's what you're saying. Right. And you also have to have a reality check. So my second rule is be friends with what is. Mm -hmm. Whatever is, whatever is true about your situation, be friends with it. Well, and and what happens, right, what happens with that is don't bury your head in the sand. Don't ignore it. Um, I have I've counseled so many people about um, they don't even open their mail at a certain point because they feel overwhelmed. Right, and that actually, you know, that actually is, is one of my rules too. So the next rule is to focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. So think about what is it that you want. You want to be able to recover. You want to be able to get to some place in the future. That's right, and you have to focus on that mm-hmm. um, so that you can start to take action. Yeah. Here's my next rule, Tammy is represent you and your family first. Your creditors will take care of themselves. Okay, here's where that's important. So I'm going to give an example that people tell you to go communicate with your banker. And I had a commercial bank in town that I had done business with for many years, and I thought I was going to have to file bankruptcy. So I went and I sat down with him, and I told him, I told him that I thought I was, might have to file bankruptcy, wasn't sure if I was going to. And by the time I got up from the desk, before I could even get to my car, they swept all my accounts. They took every penny out of all my bank accounts. And that money was spoken for. I had checks written out on all that. And I was already in a bad financial position. And now all of a sudden, they just wiped me out completely with everything. And, and some local banks can do that when you have commercial loans there. They have clauses that you've signed that you don't even know you've signed where they have access to that money. And what I realized at that point was that I was trying to, I was trying to be a good guy and look out for the bank's interest and try to work with them. But I realized that I needed to represent myself and my family first, not the bank. Mm-hmm. The so bank will be just fine. You borrowed problems at that point. That is <laughs> absolutely true. Here's the next rule is to find the shortest distance from where you are to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, So the goal is that you want to be able to put a stake in the ground at some point where you can actually start over. And I'm going to lead with these tactical strategies in just a minute on what that actually means because you've got to have a stopping point for the bad credit. Now, the next rule for financial recovery is you have to use the chance to reset your expenses. Okay, so if you, you, you frequently have gotten in adversity because your expenses are too high, use it as a chance to reset them and keep those expenses really low and live below your means. And then my last rule for financial recovery is to release your attachment from your material goods. And Tammy, you think you probably have always been very good at this. I wasn't. This was something I had to learn because I I realized how attached I was to the big house and the cars and things like that. And once I could give up that attachment, my life got a lot better. Yep. It tends to do that <laughs> when you're forced to, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I think that was just a principle of, of what I grew up with is to not be attached to materialistic things. So, yeah, that that one's easy for me. But let's go ahead and get into your tactical strategies. There's the option, you know, the option number one that you have is bankruptcy. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So when you're looking at the shortest distance between where you are and where you want to be, how do you start over and what's what's the best way to do it? So option number one is bankruptcy. And you have to evaluate your income limits to, to make sure you qualify for Chapter 7, which is where you wipe out all the debt. Otherwise, you may have to do a Chapter 13 bankruptcy where there's a payment plan. It's usually a three- or five-year payment plan. I don't encourage this option in very many cases for Chapter 13. And you have to evaluate how many of your assets will survive through the bankruptcy because things like a 401k 
or life insurance can survive through a bankruptcy and the bankruptcy courts don't have access to those funds. So if you can have some of those assets survive through, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And then here's an optimal credit strategy, Tammy. And this is something that um, I've coached several people to do and they've, they've thanked me for it later is file the bankruptcy before you ever even have a 30 day late payment on your credit. So before you've never been late on your credit, you still have perfect credit, may still have a score in the 700s. If you file the bankruptcy before you have a 30-day late, they can no longer, once you file, they can't report you late on anything. All they can do is show included in bankruptcy. Your score may never even go below a 660. Interesting. Even with the bankruptcy. I had no idea. That's interesting. And when I look at the most common statement made by bankruptcy filers that I talk to, it's, "I I wish I would have done it sooner. You mean to file bankruptcy? Yes. Okay. That they waited and waited and waited, thinking they were going to pull out of the situation. They wish they would have done it sooner. That is the most common thing people say. And do you have people that um, you trust for bankruptcy attorneys and things like that? If they I do, to yeah. So you? if somebody wants a referral to a bankruptcy attorney, let me know and I can refer you to some. I have, I have several contacts. Uh, I've dealt with bankruptcy courts for a long time. So let's move on real quick because mm-hmm. we're running out of time. So option number two of our tactical strategies for overcoming adversity is to negotiate down your debt. And that's eventually what I did. I thought I was going to have to file bankruptcy. I didn't. I was able to. I had 38 creditors that I had to negotiate down. And you take whatever remaining assets that you have that you that may have survived through the bankruptcy, and you have to know what kind of pool of money you have, and you're going to go in and negotiate with your creditors to take reduced settlements. Now, in this case, it's actually a little counterintuitive that the lower your credit score, the lower you can negotiate those settlements. So because the fear, the fear for these creditors is that, hey, listen, I'm going to offer you 10 cents on the dollar and you're going to either take that or I'm going to file bankruptcy and you get nothing. So that's really the leverage that you have is, is filing bankruptcy. So the lower your credit score, the more likely they, they think you are for filing bankruptcy and it will protect you. And next is your credit cards will be running soft pulls on your credit, which will guide them on taking these low settlement offers. So I would say shoot for 10 cents on the dollar and you'll probably end up around 20 cents on the dollar um, if you make all these settlements. And then anything that's reporting to credit negatively, you want to settle that debt first so that it can get that stake in the ground where all of a sudden they zero out and there's no more derogatory stuff reporting. And then you want to make payment plans with any debt that's not reporting to credit yet. Okay, so that's the plan for negotiating down the debt. Now, option number three Option one was bankruptcy. Option two is negotiate down your debt. Option three is to continue doing what you're doing of of continue making monthly payments and try to make progress by paying off all the debt without negotiating anything down. You're not filing bankruptcy. You're just actually paying off the debt that you borrowed. That's a preferable option for most people. But I'll say that it may, if you can't make progress very quickly, it may take you 10 years or more. And it usually is is not the shortest distance between where you are and where you want to be if you're truly in adversity and have a bad situation. So the only way you're going to be able to do this is by creating a budget with a debt snowball so that you can actually start to make progress on this debt. You're going to have to increase your income somehow by taking on a second job, you know, get your side hustle going on. And this option may take you the longest. After you pick one of these three options, now you've got to start the recovery process and For the recovery process, this is where you have to start to reestablish credit. You've got to cut off the bad, which we would have done in in one of those first three options. You cut off the bad, no more late payments ever after that point. 
You've got to manage medical debt. You've got to manage all those things. So nothing derogatory gets reported and start to establish new credit. So credit cards, you need a couple credit cards. Go to creditcards.com. Start with a secured credit card if you have to. Um, then you can also start to challenge derogatory items that are on your credit. So you can start to challenge those with the credit bureaus. And also auto loans are really easy to get after a bankruptcy because it's, it's secured. If you don't pay it, they're going to come get your car. And those are going to be, you know, those are going to be pretty high interest rates, but you're just going to have to buck up and do it. If you want to be able to have a car and reestablish credit. And my last tip on the recovery process is to keep your expenses low. So Tammy, overcoming adversity, what do you think? I think you summed that up very well. Yeah, so <laughs> if you're in a situation like that, I don't spend much time. You know, I used to spend a lot of time when the economy crashed with, with friends of mine that had been through it because um, they knew that I knew a lot about that process. Um, I would just encourage you to stick with it. Visit our website, and you'll be able to see all these steps for overcoming adversity, especially overcoming financial adversity. Visit smartwithyourmoney.com and check out our tips on this. So coming up, we're going to be visiting with someone who has overcome adversity. We're going to be talking with Brian Kelsey, the president of Kelsey Realty Group and Excelsior Relocation. You'll listen to Doug Haldeman Show on FM News Talk 97.1. 